カンコレ Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of KC Cast, your bi-weekly podcast on all things KC. Naturally, we're going to pick up where we last left off, which was E3 being implemented. But first, I'm very pleased to say that we also have our very first guest on the podcast. If you've ever frequented the KC subreddit Discord server and asked for help in our help channels, you'll likely have come across him. It's Sol, our resident help bot. He's here with me today to talk about E3, obviously, but we'll also talk about some of the new mechanics that have come out together with this event. And lastly, we'll cover some of the news outside the event since there has been that Sasebo Festival going on as well as a few collaborations confirmed. So Sol, welcome to the podcast. It's an honor to have you. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for inviting me to join you in this podcast. It's been a while since the last one, so it sounds fun. Are you excited to be talking about KC again? Uh, yeah, actually, it's kind of enjoyable to talk about the game sometimes because I don't really know people who play it in real life. Yeah. Um, Sol, as some of you guys may already know, uh, he was on the last podcast that I mentioned before with Ishwan. Uh, it was Sol, Y7, and uh, Ishwan as the host. I think they brought on Suba for their second episode, I think. And that was it. So anyway, how's how's the event going for you? Uh, I've finished just like two days ago farming everything, clearing. So I'm done with the event. Um, it went pretty well, I think. OK. What kind of difficulty? Uh, all hard. Okay, you've gotten uh, the new girls though, right? Oh, it wasn't too bad, but like E1 farm was harder than E2, actually. So getting Mika took longer than getting uh, Karakare? Oh, by actually a, a long shot too. Really? How many runs? It was 86 S ranks for Mikuro. Wow. How's the event been treating you so far then? Pretty well. Mostly, yeah, mostly smooth compared to some older events. What do you think was the big uh, roadblock for you? E2? I'd say E2 phase 2. Like, I'm not sure why, but that that phase just felt much harder. It does, doesn't it? It, it seems like a lot of people, at least on uh, the Discord that we're on, uh, a lot of people kind of struggle on E2 more than E3, it feels like. Oh, definitely. Like, E3 is just, it's just long. It's not particularly hard. I see. So are you enjoying your new Shusui, the E3 hard reward? It looks fancy, at least. That's good enough. <laughs> What what do you think of uh, the E3 rewards? Because it's, I mean, it's, you got some normal stuff, right? The medals, the, the first class medal, and then some of the medium planes, like the new Falkworth planes. But Shusui is hard only. And uh, given how, uh, we'll get to this later, but given how we know a little bit more about how these new land-based fighters work, something special, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely like interesting that they introduced a new mechanic that way. But overall, I think the E3 rewards this time aren't actually that particularly great. Like overall in power, terms of power. 
that, no like, screws at least yeah no screws is part of it and the interceptors aren't that special considering how unimportant defense has been to a certain extent it's definitely not something like the 64th without that you can't go without basically it's, it's gonna be a, a hard reach for any item to be as good as how high boost the 64 is i mean that that thing really changed the game for a lot of people yeah definitely but this is like middling rewards all things considered this time okay what do you think of the new planes though the fuck wolf planes the d9 is it's it gives a lot of air power and defense but isn't particularly special that way otherwise and the A5 is really just another decent carrier fighter. Is there any kind of map strategy or ship blocks you suggest for E3 Soul? I know Jervis is a big one. Regarding Jervis, there's actually some potential that she's better in E2 really? than okay. E3 because she's the only ship with strong bonus there. Whereas you can use the, yeah, you can still use the Fletcher class in E3 generally. I uh, I don't have Fletcher just. To break it to you. <laughs> Johnston is fine too. I actually, because I don't have Jervis, I okay, use, had to use Johnston TCI to clear Deva. Really? Okay, good. That makes me feel better about E3. Because I saw the ship bonuses and there wasn't like a, because uh, normally there's there's a few ships that will stand out in an event that says like, this ship by herself will have like 1.5 or something ridiculous and everyone uses her. And it didn't, it seemed like Jervis might have been that one, and it doesn't show up on the wiki yet, so I wasn't sure if that was something that is uh, because she's British. It's because she's British. There's no specific bonus for Jervis. Okay. I suppose she's the best because she has the Brits have the highest base modifier, so that's basically why. So you're actually suggesting possibly Jervis to E2, just because uh, she has a bit more... Uh, influence there and then save the uh, Americans for E3? Yeah, it's definitely something you can consider, but either is fine, I think. Okay. And then what do you think about E1? So either STF, Surface Task Force, or Single Fleet. Well, which did you roll with? Part 1 of E3, you mean? Correct. Part 1 of E3. Okay. Um, I personally favor Surface Task Force, but I've seen a lot more people running Single Fleet lately. I think it depends a bit on gear too. Single Fleet has like less routing restrictions, so probably survives the boss better, but I'm of the opinion that Surface Task Force has better chance to actually kill the boss. Right. Yeah, because you always get one versus the escort and two versus main. Oh, okay. How combined fleet combat works in that you always fight once against the escort and two against the main, but in which order varies between what type of fleet you use. So like combined fleet will have more variety in what you can bring to boss. So better chance of bringing something that the main fleet is weak to, for an example. While single fleet has probably better pre-boss survivability and it's, isn't as hard on your ships, ship blocks, I suppose. Okay. Did you think you had a hard time with E3 on, on phase two, like with this boss? I mean, obviously you've cleared. It was significantly easier in my experience than E2 part two. Okay, so. interesting. Yeah, I mean, I saw, I watched a bit of the frontline streams and to, to know that frontliners could brute force their way in without even getting the second starting point was it's usually a good sign that they can that we can actually uh, follow up without friend fleet as well. Oh, especially like if you watch the frontline, E3 was cleared around six hours after it released or something like that, which is much faster mm -hmm. than yep. normal. Watch my boy Keenan. <laughs> best uh, best comedian. And then what's what's the word on Jervis, or not Jervis, excuse me, Janus so far? Janus? Like, my favorite term for Janus is a budget Jervis that's more expensive, <laughs> because, uh, like, she does 
the same thing as Sestervis, except she doesn't have the luck for cut-ins, but she has better stock gear, but costs more to remodel. I see. This uh, Type 144-147 sonar, that's not part of Jervis's default Bakukumin, is it? It's not. She Jervis only has the basic one, which only gives 11 ASW, while <laughs> the one Janus has is plus 13, which is higher than the Type 4 sonar, so unless you ranked back in the days, it's the best sonar you'll, you're going to have, which will help for reaching OASW for some of your ships. Yeah, I think it was um, August 2017 ranking award for Top 100, so pretty uh, pretty hard to get. We just, we're just all in the waiting room for the 15 ASW one. Yeah, one of these days. We'll, we'll get it, maybe. So we know how Janus is in-game now, but let's talk a little bit about her real-life counterpart. So she was laid down in 1939, uh, the fifth built of the J-class destroyers for the British Navy, uh, with the first built obviously being Jervis. Janus was actually present and sunk at Anzio in 1944 by German aircraft that torpedoed her, or may have actually been a Fritz bomb. It's not actually confirmed, uh, but her being Anzio Princess is very fitting and historically accurate, which is very cool. Uh, about 80 sailors survived. Some of them were actually rescued by her big sister, Jervis, who helped her in firing over 500 rounds in the first two days of Anzio. So they really did a lot of work over there. But that's kind of the history of Janus. Uh, you can find more information if you care to read about her full service record uh, in the links provided. So you've done a lot for newer players, obviously, uh, given given the bot title. But what would you say is probably the best pickups for this event? Obviously, Italian ships, but you know, Akashi and Akitsushima drop an E1. You dropped an E1. What what else is there that's good for uh, newer players? For a new player in terms of drops, um, you have to consider like how easily farmable they are. But I think E2 is relatively farmable post clear. So. The Italian heavy cruisers are a good bet, and uh, it, actually the Italian battleships too, because yeah, they drop on A ranks, so E3 is pretty farmable post-clear there too. Those, okay. Yeah, those would be the best drops this event, and Jervis if possible, but she drop only drops on S, so I think it depends on if you're able to secure consistent S ranks for her. Okay, so for newer players, where would you suggest most of their time be in E1 and E2 then for farming? Uh, E1 first, at least until you get, I'd say, at least a couple Ouija's if possible. Okay, what do you, would you say is a healthy amount of uh, Ouija 42s from little you? Uh, I, I wouldn't, probably wouldn't go for more than two or three farmed from this event, but you're, okay. you're going to aim for six to eight. Because her drop rate goes down significantly for the third copy of her. Um, it's not too good for the second. So if you wish to keep a U, you probably, your drop rate isn't too great. Yeah. So what if, you know, people, because some people are, are crazy. What if you're crazy and you level a U up and then remodel her and then get rid of her? Does the drop rate lower or does the drop rate go back to like two, for instance, if you had three? Or does it stay the same because it knows you had three? should go back but it's hard to test things like, like these because all we have to go by is like user submitted data from sin database and such so we believe it goes back but there's no like confirmation that that's the case right okay that's still good to know for people who are looking to you know stock up on you because this i think it's been two years for her right since she's last been out it hasn't dropped since summer 17 or something yeah that's a long time and then after you've gotten enough which is, I think the best place to farm is E3 if you missed out on Nelson event. And that also gives you 
access to Jervis, Johnson, and possibly the Pasta battleships too. If you don't drop Grikala after your E3 farming, she has the best chance of dropping there, so if you still need her, that's the place to go. And I do suppose that British ships also drop in E2, but their drop chances aren't as great, especially since they don't drop on any places with guaranteed drops. Cool. Let's move on a little bit, and we'll talk about the new mechanics that have come out. So the big one, obviously, is the uh, high-altitude mechanics. They were tweeted by the devs. They talked about how it would be harder to shoot down because of these silver takoyaki being higher up in the air. Can you talk a little bit more about that? So the high-altitude land-based raids are basically the same as the abyssal raids before, but the only difference is they apply at 0.5x multiplier to your air defense air power instead of not modifying it so makes it harder to gain the air state you're looking for as which is pretty obvious i suppose but then the doves have also added the new rocket interceptors which currently are all only one range interceptors which increase your air power depending on how many of them you have in any base and they increase the air power of all your bases by a certain amount based on how many you have so you as said you have 0.5x modifier if you have none, but then you get 0.8x if you have one, 1.1x if you have two, and 1.2x if you have three. So this way you can increase your air power to more than you actually would have normally had to match the required air power for the air state you're looking for for that raid. Okay, and we can actually get three this event too if you go all hard. But only two are available available before you clear all three maps, which... Right, the last one is on E3. Yeah, um, leading back into that, E3 is like one of the special cases where not everybody actually physically can do the debuff because of the high air power requirements, needing 1,365 1, for AS on the air defense for the debuff because it's locked to the hardest pattern. So if you can't get 1,241 air power before the rocket modifier, assuming you didn't rank for more, you actually can't do the debuff. Wow, so it actually sounds like you, you really need these if you're planning on doing uh, harder difficulties in the future. If devs decide to put this as a mechanic again, it's definitely going to be needed to get three of them, or as many as possible, I guess. Yeah, that's that's nuts to hear. Half your air power, uh, if you don't have any of these new uh, interceptors, that's that's a big drop. Suppose there's also it's also important to note that medium doesn't actually give a rocket interceptor, so it might be better to do E three easy if you're not planning to do E three hard due to it not having the rocket interceptor in case future events see a return of this mechanic. We should also talk briefly about the anchorage repair mechanic. I, I mentioned it before that I was doubtful it would be worth using, but I did hear that it may still be a good idea to bring Akitsushima because of routing purposes. Is that accurate, Sol? Specifically in this event, there's some routing that's a decent fleet you can use, which just lets you bring one more capital ship to E3. So she has some use there this event. And I've seen pictures of how much it can repair, which is actually a decent chunk uh, for moderately damaged ships. I didn't realize it could be that much, but it's, it's, it looks like it's pretty good. Uh, but what do you think of the actual repair mechanic itself, Sol? Is it viable at all for our admirals out there? Uh, I think it's a relatively niche mechanic because plus 30% health isn't all too impactful. And the fact that you need to equip cranes on a ship to actually repair your ships makes it really limiting in like your combat options. So even with morale boost, I don't think it's particularly good. 
So how would the route work with Akitsushima in your fleet? Uh, it's basically the same as normal fleet, except you bring one more capital ship and hit one more air raid. But I think it's a better fleet for if you're not using friend fleet, because there's some overlap in historicals, which you ideally want the strong friend fleets in. And you do get a slight ammo penalty too with the fleet because of that note. Okay, I think that wraps up the event. We'll take a quick break and be back to talk about KC news in the real world, and we'll get to learn about Seoul a little more. Stay tuned. Welcome back. I'm still here with Seoul as we cover the Sasebo Festival and other real-life KC news. Have you been following the Sasebo Festival at all, Seoul? Sasebo one? Uh, I haven't particularly been following it, but like because I'm fairly often around in the Ian Wikia Discord, so I see Totaku and I'm talking about it a bit, so I know like some details. Yeah, Totaku being one of the big guys at uh, Nwiki for KC. Uh, um, he's also one of the like more interesting personalities in the community. He is a very interesting person, I have to say. I enjoy his streams very much on Twitch. Yeah, definitely. But he's like one of the few people I still know that doesn't use a viewer at all. I actually did not know that until about a year ago. And when I found out, I was so I was both very impressed and also not surprised that it would be a <laughs> How do you play without a viewer man it's so good like calculates fighter power calculates all this stuff like line of sight that's a real handicap but props to him for doing it i guess i wonder if daxon does i think daxon um uses a viewer doesn't he i don't know that's why i asked i, I want to say he does i'm fairly sure but uh, oh well i mean um they're all weirdos i love them though i'm reading through the Sasebo summary from Huggy right now, and it just so much. Holy cow! There's a lot of stuff going on this. Time. Yeah, there really is. I mean, good good on KC to be doing more, I guess. But man, oh, and then the 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 news for uh, KC Arcade. You know, Akashi Haisui, the the pasta battleships and war spike going on, or at being implemented. That's always nice. Uh, arcade has been like spiking in popularity lately, and I'm not sure why. <sighs> it's arcade, that's why. It's so good. I want to play it. Like it was like low key. You didn't really hear about it like two, three years ago, but now, yeah, you hear about it a lot now. It's because Warspite's standing. I think that's why. It's because she's standing in the in the animation. <laughs> totally, probably. No more chair spite. Sad life. I'm just kidding. I don't know, but I mean, hey, she does stand up. Have you actually seen the price tags for some of the? special cg cards I've, I've heard they're in the hundreds so i'm not surprised because i know cards can go up that high but i'm also surprised because it's kc cards yeah, like the more expensive ones go to like half a million japanese yen and more oh my gosh jeez. 
Is it? It's uh, it's Kashima, isn't it? Actually, I think the most expensive so was Shigura. Summer Shigura. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Summer Shigi. Either her or it's like Haruna or Yamato. I'm not entirely sure, but they cost a lot of money. The popular ones, of course. All right, so let's start from day one. There's a collaboration with Oreo, which is interesting. The the cookie Oreo. I don't know how that works. Okay, there's a... Wasn't, I didn't actually know like Oreo was even like present in Japan. Oh, they ha- I think they have uh, green tea Oreos. That's interesting. Yeah, I- I've had like green tea Kit Kats, and they're they're quite good, I have to say. Sound quite fancy compared to like. Yeah, have you ever had uh like green green tea Kit Kats? Oh, I haven't actually ever had Kit Kats because in Norway we have like a, a Kit Kat that's not a Kit Chocolate Kat wafers. that's called Quick Lunch, which means fast lunch. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, that is a fast lunch. If it's just how big is it? The Quick Lunch. It's yeah. basically a Kit Kat except fewer layers and different chocolate. It's both milk chocolate. It's but... even smaller. That's not a lunch. That's a break. Yeah, it's. We eat it a lot when we go skiing. Okay. Is there a, a relationship with skiing and, and quick lunch? Uh, it tastes good. Okay. okay. I'll take that. <laughs> Kit Kat does taste good. Interesting. But yeah, I, Oreos. I'd say probably like green tea Oreos, maybe. Maybe we'll see Oreo covers with like some shifts. Maybe Hayanami because she has like that oh, yeah. CG where she's eating. That's, that's not a bad idea. I wonder what the flavors would be, or if it's just regular Oreos with like a decoration on the on the outside of the box. Anami sounds like normal chocolate Oreos. It's like the impression I get that she would like those. Yeah. Maybe they'll we'll see some special edition ones yeah, for taste too. There's a Lawson collaboration. Well, there's always a Lawson collaboration, so I'm not surprised about that one. But I am surprised about the Japanese Maritime Self Defense Force collaboration during the upcoming naval review. That sounds cool. Yeah, and it's really interesting, and I'm looking forward to it because, like, actually having the Japanese quote-unquote navy recognize the game, I think it means a lot for it. Yeah, I think I remember seeing. Um, I think there was a picture of like a whole bunch of sailors when when uh, KC Arcade first came out, and they're all crowding around the machines playing. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't. Japanese be people do do stuff like this. It it does make me wonder though. Is there going to be like the stern-faced? military man on stage and next to him is going to be some Japanese girl dressed up as a ship girl like doing her voice lines and it's just I can't imagine it I would yeah. love to see that like an actual military officer standing by us that's probably like, what the hell's going on <laughs> true um, so Yukata Intrepid that sounds nice I've seen the like the poster or whatever that's called with it August comment is quite accurate on that actually that she looks good I- you see what the line he added after that, right? Oh, uh, Shibafu haters will shit themselves. <laughs> are that's you a... actually pretty accurate. Are you a Shibafu hater? Is that why? No, that's not something I am. Okay. I Shibafu has always been good at like drawing breaking, but his face is being plain isn't really something I hold against him, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. That'll be another carrier. Does actually hey, hang on one sec. Does does Sarah have a CG? Besides her no, normal she one? doesn't have a one. Yeah. She doesn't have any special ones. Wow. Wow. No Sister Sarah CG first. I see how it is. Sad life. I know, man. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm excited for it, but Sister Sarah, man. <laughs> oh, well. Well, Saratogas will still have more CGs because she has her Mark II and Mod II ones. That's true. To be fair, uh, I actually like her older ones more. I, don't, I mean, the new ones look good. Don't get me wrong, but I like the older ones more. 
But the big question is, though, soul, black or white? Black or white, man? I'm not sure. Like, you, you gotta pick black or white. <laughs> it's black, isn't it? It's black. I, I, it's black. Like, it's hard for me to answer stuff like that because I'm not, I'm not really like partial to stuff like that most of the time. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly like. The only reason I play KC for the most part is the like the strats more than actually like the girls to some extent. I see. So you're here for the the art of war, not the pillaging, not the raping, not the anything else. Just, just uh, the I suppose art you could say that. Interesting. That's good on you. Looks like the show started with the anime uh, promotional video, although it's the same one I think, I think we've seen. Never mind. Death the Saga is going to post that on her YouTube again. <laughs> time, time for another ban. <laughs> there isn't many places left to ban her from, though. Yeah, she'll be okay on YouTube. Yeah. I actually don't mind it. I uh I'll I'll I'll, it's, I'll not talk about it. I don't that. have anything against her. It's just meme value for me mostly. Okay. All right. That's about the same for me right now. Um There's also like a cosplay of Yahagi K2. Really? Yeah. Yamada Yuki cosplayed her. So she's confirmed then, Been right? Confirmed I think, ever okay. since the anime. So. I was gonna say, yeah, the anime confirmed her. But like Can't always trust anime though. Th- that's true, but like I think Yahagi K2 and Shigure K3 are both tied to the anime. You know, that's that's actually one of the big shockers for me. I mean, I know Bismarck was uh, K3. I know it's like Dre or something, but she's she's essentially K3. And I thought she was going to be like the only outlier with, with three of them. But no, I guess Shigure is going to pick up one too. Interesting. Well, Congo has a third remodel too. No? Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about the Sierra model. Yeah. And you, I think there was some talk about Kirishima K3 too at the Sasebo festival, but I haven't actually heard more about it, so I'm not sure if that's real or not. Oh, well, I mean, we do know that the Congos are going to get a, a, a third remodel. Yeah, but like, I think this means like Kirishima will be second. Oh, okay. I'm assuming more firepower focus. I don't know her story. I don't know her story historically. She's the only Japanese battleship or something to is sunk by another battleship. Is that why she has higher firepower? Uh, I, yeah, I think that's due to her encounter with the USS Washington. Okay. That's always cool to know. Like little tidbits like that. You're like, oh, that's why. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. I never knew. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one theory we had was like the Congo K3s will all be focused at a different area for one or another reason. So Congo is K2C, which is torpedo remodel focused. And then, like, oh, my so theory... they're going to be like the, uh, the Eevee of Pokemon. Yeah, basically. Or, uh, like, I. I really expect like Haruna to be K to B and be anti-air focused, especially since we still have that Dazzle K two, which like or Dazzle Kai, which still doesn't exist. Yeah, rip rip Haruna fans. Waiting for this anime to come out though. It's gonna take forever. Speaking of things taking forever to come out, like Gotham still hasn't gotten her K two. Was she supposed to? Back in early fall 18, she was. She's been confirmed that she has a K2 coming since before her release. Oh, oh no! Um, it's been a year now. Oh no! Oh jeez. See, like remember uh, Akagi and Kaga uh, during the movie? They got teased K2s, and we were all like, "Oh yeah, they're coming out!" And then nothing came out after the following event. And now Akagi K2 is finally here. So it makes me wonder: Is Kaga K2 a red herring, or if that's actually on the horizon as uh- well? I'm going to like draw like pull not pull some strings, but like based on like some you can call them hints of like game data 
which suggests I think that Kaga K2 will be relatively soon. If you remember Lost Event, we got like all the new Repus. Yeah. So we in that event we got the Repukai, Repukai three five two, Repukai Ni, mm-hmm. Repukai prototype or Repukai carrier based version. But there's the Repukai two E and K two E skilled. But there's also the K two skilled, but we didn't get that that event, and it was put in the game. So I think that's going to be tied to Kaga K two for fit bonuses and all that. Oh, just because we didn't get it that event when it was added, which is unusual because gear added during an event is almost always given out during that event okay yeah i see that yeah maybe do you think it'd be like a uh armored version given her history as a uh like a battleship model um i think she yeah i think she will actually have a cvb conversion because when you think of isa and hugo both of those are similar yet different remodels dude i'm still going through this uh placebo stuff and it's just it's all about the voice actresses. Oh. I mean, they're that's cool to know, but so much about voice actresses. That's basically because, like, all the shows basically are the seiyus going on stage and doing stuff. I think they even organize, like, drawing contests between seiyus and then the, the crowd votes and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a uh, recommendation to eat Big Man Burger Chain. It's recommended by one of the uh, seiyus, Fujitasaki. Big Man Burger? I'm trying to. I'm googling it right now just to see. Like a what guy wearing is. a bowler hat with sunglasses, like the kind of fancy burger store instead of like quick ones you get at McDonald's. Oh, it's got an elephant on the front. Okay, they look they look kind of weird actually. The burgers. Wait, are you looking at a different big man burger than me? Maybe. Oh yeah, you are. I don't know. I I googled the. I googled big man burger, but that shows up the American chain first. Or... Yeah, I googled Big Man Burger Japan. <laughs> I googled Nagasaki this time. And those uh, okay. those are like the yeah, stereotypical they... fancy burgers, kind of. They're kind of weird looking. You clearly haven't seen enough fancy burgers. I, I don't eat fancy burgers. I am a, I'm a commoner. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically how I expect fancy burgers to look like. I don't think I've ever had one, but yeah, that's how I expect them to look. It does look fancy. It's got some nice layers to it. Actually, it looks pretty uh, interesting. I would try one. Yeah, I think it looks like it's ten dollars, ten, eleven dollars for uh, one USD, of course. Oh, that's one thousand yen a piece, basically. What's that? Isn't ten US dollars one thousand Japanese yen? Yep. Maybe I should go to Japan and try so one. Ten, eleven dollars. Yeah, and then they advertise the fleet review next month. Okay, so early next month is um, the fleet review with the Japan. Japan Maritime Self-Defense Force. That's such a mouthful. Jeez. Is it easier to say JMSF? SDF? JMSDF? Uh, yeah, it is. We'll, we'll do that then. JMSDF. Okay, so they did actually show off Intrepid's Yukata CG. It's just we didn't get a chance to see it because it's there's no uh, cameras allowed. There was actually okay. one image of a poster of it, but or not poster, like a stand thing you put on the ground and it stands up. Oh, cool! Yeah, I saw one of those, but let me and let me know if uh, you have a link to that. I want to. I, I'm not it. sure where that image is. I can try looking for it. Okay, yeah. Um, so it looks like the collaboration with Oreo is it's a Hatsuyuki Oreo CG. Hatsukuki. Oh yeah, here's the Kirishima part. The JM JMSDF Kirishima CG. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. JMSDF Kirishima uh, Might Kirishima just be a new CG, but it could yeah. also mean she's the next up for the remodel. Debated. We'll see. Yeah. 
Um, let's see, Kude celebrates its 130th anniversary, and then there's another collaboration with Lawson. Have they actually done any collaborations with like Family Mart or 7-Eleven? I think it's only been Lawson so far. Okay. It's probably because the uniform looks the best. It does look great, doesn't it? Yeah, the blue and white stripes, they look good. They look good. Um, looks like there's some food. There's a dance by the Seiyus. Dance is like the um, most famous Kankali one, the Kanmuso Ondo. Mm-hmm. They actually look pretty addicting to listen to. Yeah, they're very uh, energetic and upbeat. Okay, and then they say, event's over. Kirishima, thanks everyone for coming. Then it's about the Sasebo Festival, which is not just an event held at Sasebo. It is a large part of the city working in union with C2 and Kadokawa. That's cool. Uh, unofficial Kankoi toys. Nice. Unofficial? Yeah, uh, it says here, ranging from unofficial Kankoi toys like a knitted ball on a string with Furutaku's face to concerts given by local schools to official goods as far as local buses covered in KC art and using KC characters like Shigure for announcements. Oh, like, yeah. It's... I kind of remember that last year because I think uh, Shigure did like announcements for a train. It's definitely like, it's surprisingly large, actually. Yeah, that's true. Like, I heard uh, it actually has helped boost tourism. That that actually makes yeah. sense. Not necessarily because people know what the game is, but like the characters in this game are like more unique than other games. Kind of like have a personal personality more than others. So it makes sense that it boosts tourism as the player. Another stamp rally where you just had to go through the entire town with queues to get stamps, and I guess they give you something at the end. Oh, I remember like they had that during the other event where, but I don't remember what the rewards were. Oh yeah, I do remember. Uh... Gam- Lost Gambi, that was a stamp. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> you. That you saw images of that everywhere. Yeah, Lost Gambi. I'm glad she got a lot of love, honestly. Considering how she's in the game, that's that's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Mogami Wreck discovered. Forgot about that. Wonderful. Get a new CG. I wonder if she'll get like a stat buff, like Hiye did. Wait, has has Hiei actually gotten a stat buff? No, she got like one more firepower and. Um something oh cool i didn't know that i think she got like one point of luck too so nice. this means like her congo is like congo k2 it doesn't have anything that's better than he anymore but then congo obviously got her k2c when he's wreck was discovered she got like one firepower one evasion one luck or something oh, okay nice well, that's cool yeah that'd be nice for a mogami buff Especially since we don't have a Mogami K2. Or maybe they use the Wreck as an excuse to give her a K2 instead of just stat buffs. <laughs> you think Tanaka's going to be that nice though? I mean, I, I, we seriously could need more CIV K2. Yeah, well, I'd be down for that. Mogami's always been nice. You know, she has, um, in terms of stats, she has like the biggest plane slot out of all the CAVs. It's tied with the K2 of her own class, but it's definitely pretty good. Or is it tied? I need to check what her slots are now. Uh, I think it's 5 and 11 for her two big ones. Yeah, isn't it like, yeah, it huh? should be something like that. But then there's Suzukuma with like 5, six, has five 11, six. though. I think she's the only one that has 11. Oh, Suzukumas have like 2, 2, 7, 11. Is it? Uh, they definitely have an 11 slot lost slot. Oh, you're right, they do. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, three, three, seven, eleven, and then Mogami here has Mogami five, six, five, eleven. Yeah, she has more planes slots in total. I think. Yeah, you're right. She she's tied for largest. Why do I, why do I, why do I say anything? You're always right, Sol. <laughs> Not always, always right. but for stat wise planes, I'm usually correct. Okay, trust in Sol. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did get my reputation as a bot for a reason, after all. That's right.
So how did you get started in KC? Uh, I got started like in the community mostly after I found out about the Reddit Discord and became more active. I became more interested in the game around 2017, like late 17, I think, which is when I really started to appear around the health channel and stuff. So yeah, I ran them. You've been affectionately dubbed as a bot by some people. Uh, how did this title come to be? Just lots of helping around? You read the wiki a lot? Uh, what was it? It's mostly just from learning from experience, actually. And then after that, starting to read wiki and stuff. So you're one of the helpers in getting data tested and disseminated out to the general public, which is uh, something I'm incredibly fascinated by. Can you talk about the process of how data for new mechanics is found and tested, even for something as simple as, like, let's say, fit gun bonuses? So at least as of late, with like automation with some database and stuff, it's become easier to test or collect the data. But it's still the same way we collect it. By For fit bonuses, we just basically run ships into 1-1 or 1-2 with the desired guns and gear for the tester looking to run and just spam it until we have a couple hundred samples and then check for that error margin of the result. So there's a poor guinea pig that's just running 1-1 one, one or 1-2 one, a couple hundred times until you guys get your data. Yeah, basically. Or now it can be multiple, but there's still just people running their faces into a map and until it's done. And what kind of contributions have you made towards all this? Uh, I'm not like a particularly big contributor to like written data, but I do help collect event info sometimes. Um, I do write some writing on the strategy pages on wiki of sometimes reformatting stuff. But yeah, generally, I'm just around helping where it needs to be helped, I guess. Well, you know what, Sol? A big hats off to you for what you and the rest of the strategy community do in finding and testing this data for us to use and benefit from. It's a thankless job, I'm sure, at times. So I want to say thank you for that kind of work. Uh, we all do appreciate it. And I think that'll about wrap it up. So any final comments or thoughts? Uh, not really. Thank you for having me, I think. It's been quite fun to have a podcast again, I think. So if you're looking for me, you'll probably find me in the Reddit Cord help channel, which I'll probably be around as long as you, you don't do it in the middle of the night for Europe time. And please be sure to say hello and thank you for all the work that he does if you guys do see him or uh, the strategy room in general. But that's it for this episode. We've done three now. Holy cow. Uh, a big thanks to our first guest, Sol, for, of course, taking the time to come on. A big thanks to you, the listener, for taking the time to listen to this episode. Uh, I'm still amazed by the number of people that follow this dumb podcast that I made. Uh, I've also made a KCCast Discord server. If any of you are ever interested in stopping by, the link will be provided. Feel free to provide us with ideas or suggestions that you may have. But as always, please do give us your feedback and let us know what you thought of this episode. Your thoughts and comments are always appreciated. So with only a couple days left, I wish you guys all the best in farming and clearing, and I'll see you guys in two weeks. Take care now.